Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patent process on to their own clients. And we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So... Stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it. All right, rock stars, welcome back to the show. Uh, I am your host, Dan. I'm the MC, so to speak, and I am joined by another rock star on stage today who's ready to blow your mind. He is the CEO of Warsawski, an advertising and uh, PR firm and so forth uh, near our nation's capital, which is going to be excited to talk about the big city feel for, as I saw, David, on your post for a smaller price. So that's good. That's good to know. We can have the quality work, but not pay the, the Madison Avenue prices. Uh, his name, his name is David Warsawski. David, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Really appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. So let's get in and have a little bit of fun. I like story time. Uh, will you tell me a little bit about how you got into running your agency, where you came from, how you managed to just launch this really cool company? Thank you. Um, so I was one of those kids who liked too many things. My attention was on so many different things that excited me. I loved business. I loved law. I loved persuasion. I loved media. I loved design. And I was very fortunate that my father at an early age hooked me up with different internships to try different professions. And when I found marketing communications, ding, 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 all the light bulbs went off and said, I don't have to choose. I can meld all of these interests that I have into one profession. And that got me started. Yes, on Madison Avenue, I worked at the big agencies in New York City, cut my teeth there, learned everything I could soaked uh, the marrow from the bone, and then ultimately decided to go out on my own. And that's uh, more than 20 years ago. And thankfully, we've been ranked one of the top agencies in the country numerous times for our work and also for our culture. Nice. All right. So we'll get into the work and the culture here in a minute. Um, let's talk about that 20 years of growth. How do you scale and grow an agency uh, in your, at your level? It's a great question. And I think some something that a lot of agency owners struggle with is I think one of the most important things that's kept us on track is early on knowing what was our point of differentiation? What was our brand? What did we want people to feel they were getting emotionally when they were working with us? And we had very clear brand values and we've stuck with them and lived them both internally and for our clients. So first of all, we are not okay with middle of the road or good results. We love kicking the ball out of the stadium, just smashing it, thrilling our clients. And we do that pretty much across the board for our clients. We'll do whatever it takes to really thrill the client. And the other part is a lot of agencies, certainly ones that I've worked in the past, the client is just another client. To us, we take a very personal, caring relationship When we work with a client, we want to understand their business goals. We want to know about their family. We are going to ingrain ourselves so that we take this personally. And then it obviously motivates our team to do all that much more and all that much better for them. It almost sounds like you become their marketing team, not just a vendor. 
Is that fair? I, I think that's a good synopsis. And the other thing I would say is one of the things that I find in the agency world, and to some extent, I think it's a shame for some of the younger people coming up and learning the profession, two things have been happening. Number one is business and getting business results from marketing communications is not often well understood. How do you use marketing communications to affect measurable ROI? And that's something we really focus on is the business results. And the second thing that I actually find really silly and disappointing that's becoming a trend in our industry is this siloing of the agency world where you have people who are doing websites, you have people who are doing digital, you have people who are doing design, you have people who are doing PR. Well, in today's world, we all know we get hit with messages and are persuaded from 360, not linearly down one path. They all need to work together. So we've busted all the silos. I hate silos. Anybody wants to talk silos, I have to smack them around because it's not for me. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's interesting that you know we we went from being, at least in my perception anyway, um, this this industry of doing you know the marketing, the communications, the PR, the branding, all of that together to being this very specialized. Well, I do social media marketing. Well, I do search engine marketing. Well, I do. And then now, like you're talking, David, we just, we need to bust that down again because we are a 360 population, a 360 creature. And so why not have everything work together? How do you make sure that happens on your team that everyone's working together, especially in this day and age right now of being so remote? Right. Uh, yeah, it definitely has been complicated by what's going on in the world now, but it really starts with hiring correctly. Um mm -hmm. We shy away from people who come from siloed experiences or their experience is very linear. We're always looking for people who have cross-functional expertise and business expertise. So we're pretty picky about who we hire. It begins there. The second is we have a very robust, what we call our AA program, which is a three-month intensive internship program, where we really train people coming out of college how to think from a business perspective and how to think cross-functionally across multiple disciplines. And when you have that, in some ways, almost naturally, people want to collaborate because that's their mindset. And then whenever we're doing any work on behalf of a client, we believe in having too many people at a meeting from too many functions. Obviously, the ones who aren't necessary aren't billing for their time. But I rather that even if there's no web component at this point, that the head of web development is going to be in there to provide his or her feedback on, does this make sense? How do we execute it? Does it fit within the budget and the timeline parameters? Yeah. Sounds really collaborative. That's awesome. I love that team feel. Um, so David, you, you said one of your brand values is that you like to th really thrill the client. Um, tell me about a time that you really thrill the client then, if you would. Uh, what's a favorite story that highlights one of those specific ways? Uh, I'll tell you something that actually someone just reminded me of recently, which was sort of both funny and an example of this, but also a great marketing lesson that I learned along the way. We're working with a very large hair care products company launching a new brand and a new line. And we blew everything out of the water to the point where they weren't able to fulfill the orders that were being requested. And the CEO of the company was actually driving pallets in the warehouse in order to facilitate it. So that's the position we like to be in, that the CEO has to be in the warehouse actually trying to fulfill orders because it's, it's so much demand. But at the same time, it also taught me a very useful lesson, which is 
you have to be careful that the demand can be met and can actually satisfy the customer because you can have a negative impact if everybody's excited, but they can't actually get the product or was promised to them and it's not able to be delivered. Yeah. So there has to be a tagline there. We're, we're, we're so good at marketing. Your CEO will have to be in the warehouse. I love that. Um, <laughs> right. Right. And I, I was noticing too, like on your, on your website, on, on the Warshawski website, um, you've got some really amazing logos on there, the people that you have worked with or do work with. Um, tell our listeners a little bit about who it is that works really well with Warshawski. So we are agnostic to the sectors. People ask all the time, are you a technology agency? Are you a retail? Are you a consumer? Are you B2B? To me, those are ridiculous labels to put on an agency. It's like asking a doctor, do you only specialize in flus? But <laughs> if you're a good That's doctor, hard. you go to the doctor, whatever's ailing you, the doctor should at the very least be able to diagnose it. And worst case scenario, say, hey, this is a very specific thing that's not my area of expertise. I'm going to refer you to Mm so-and-so. So we believe in what we call the cross-pollinization of concepts and ideas. And we have an incredibly diverse set of clients. It ranges from healthcare to bio to retail to banks to uh, consumer goods to food and beverages to spirits And we learn something different from all of them. Sometimes in the more sexy consumer goods space, we learn things that have tremendous application for a legal client. But if you're only working with legal clients, you become so siloed, you never even think that this could apply. So we love that cross-pollinization for me personally. I never get bored because I'm working on all kinds of different industries, learning something new all the time trying to figure out how do we help this client best achieve their business goals. So what's the difference between like, like let's taking that, that doctor analogy a little bit. What's the difference between being a, a flu doctor, which by the way, made me laugh. That was awesome. <laughs> that was a great way. Like, are you a flu doctor? No, then I can't come to you. Um, right. But, but we do have specialists, right? Like, like you said, you know, you, if, if I can't figure it out, I'm going to refer you to somebody. What does that look like in the marketing world? We're not just a social media marketing agency. At Warshawski, we do all of it, right? That's kind of what I'm I'm getting from you. Um, but you have specialists Correct. that have that skill set. What's the difference between too many silos versus having enough specialists? Right. There's a fine line there, and you're 100% correct. If I were to continue that analogy, um, I now belong to a healthcare group called MDVIP. I have my primary person, my primary doctor who I see, who's phenomenal. And if there are things that he needs to do on my behalf, he has a whole team of specialists in each area who can execute on those things. That's the model for the agency is we're not looking for someone to be expert in every area. I'm not an expert coder. I'm dangerous, but I'm not (laughs) going to be the one writing code for a website. I'm not going to be the one with my hands dirty in the digital marketing SEM world looking at, at cost per clicks but I understand it and I have the folks on my team who are expert in each of those domains who then we can all work together in order to make sure we're getting the business result for the client. Nice. So again, cooperative. I keep like, every, as you're talking about your team and your agency, I keep hearing the word cooperative as, a, as an underbelly of that or undercurrent of that. Yeah. Um, so David, what kind of pain points? I mean, we just talked a little bit about the over siloization, is that a word, of, of our industry. Um, what other pain points are your clients specifically seeing as they're trying to grow their brands? 
Yeah, I would say it actually starts with a major pain point. We, we call them our burn victims. One of the things we've seen over the years, our larger companies will work with well-known or respected brand names in the industry, and they won't get the business results they wanted. And there are many reasons why that happens. And they come to us and say, well, you're just going to do something similar that the other ones, how are you better or different? And it really gets down to being very specific about asking what are the specifics of the business goals? What are you looking to accomplish? What's your budget? What's your timeline? And then creating approaches that accomplish that. If you can't do that as an agency, I'll be the first one to retire from an account if I promise something and we couldn't deliver. But that upfront expectation setting and clarity of what are the goals and then working as a partnership in order to hit those goals that's what makes for successful agency client relationships. And that's why many of our clients are what we call past burn victims, who they work with good agencies, good work, but it didn't really move the needle particularly for them. We want to hit and move the needle. <laughs> gotcha. Um, how much of that moving the needle is setting expectations? You know, how many agencies over promise and under deliver versus setting the correct expectations? Yeah, I think that's a lot of the problem is often the people who are selling in are not actually the people who are doing the work. We have no one on new business. Everyone who does new business are people who actually work on the accounts because that way up front, we can ask the questions that we know we need to understand. And very frankly, very often we'll say, that's a great goal, but with that budget or that timeline, that is not a reasonable expectation. Let's talk about you could accomplish this with that budget and this timeline, but what you're looking for is not reasonable. I think a lot of agencies gloss over that and aren't willing to tell the client upfront, hey, we're probably not the right agency if that's what you're trying to do, but we find is it actually makes for much stronger relationships and it makes the client trust you all that more. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Be yeah, honest, all that good stuff. So, David, um, I also noticed that you are a professor, uh, the Kerry Business School at John Johns Hopkins University. What are you learning from the next generation of marketers coming up? I mean, obviously you're teaching, but there's got to be some lessons that you're learning there too. Right. So when I became a professor, they were supposed to give me patches and a pipe. <laughs> yeah, come on. I, I still haven't on. gotten. I still haven't gotten them. I'm waiting. Um, so I would say it goes two ways. The thing that I'm learning is the attention span and the 360 nature of communication is so paramount to reaching a younger audience. If you can't keep them engaged, you can't find ways to constantly be interacting with them, you're going to lose them. So the attention span is just not what it used to be and what maybe my generation was used to. And then the 360 degree nature. I mean, we have people in class and I have no problem with it who are multitasking. They're on social media. They're oftentimes I'll, I'll leave a class and I'll have a number of LinkedIn requests from the kids who were just in my class. That's the nature. And I think it goes back to that point we made earlier of the 360 degree na nature of our industry and the needs that it has today. On yeah. the flip side, again, one of the things I'm seeing, which is, I would say, disappointing is we're teaching primarily MBA level students. And those students aren't necessarily went from college to get an MBA, but often they're in the real work world, you know, director of digital marketing for publicly traded company X. And there is just so much silification where they don't even 
know the ramifications of the choices they're making to the total picture and also the depth of expertise, especially in digital marketing, we're in our infancy and there is just not enough depth of knowledge and expertise in the people that an agency like we are, are trying to recruit. Hopefully that will change with time. And that's part of the reason I'm teaching because I want the next generation to get what it takes and to also understand in the weeds, how do you do great digital marketing today? Yeah, absolutely. Um, is is there marketing today without digital marketing? I and mean, we keep talking about digital, but like you said, David, 360, I'm never without my phone. So that's so funny how we how we are today, right? I I would argue it, there's just no way to separate that out. Could you find some crazy use cases where you don't need digital for, you know, for perhaps an incredibly elderly target audience? Maybe, but even they are using digital technologies today? The short answer, absolutely not. And that's what makes it so important. And one of the interesting things that's happening in the more sophisticated world of SEM and retargeting against intent, which are some of the newer concepts that, by the way, are completely revolutionizing the industry. Um, We could talk about that a little bit, but because those exist, we need to train that young audience. How do you harness that? And how does, used to be, I just got a great PR placement and that stood on its own. Well, now I want to retarget against that placement and use custom audiences to define who actually would be the right people to see that so I can move them to my website to make a purchase or take an action. Yeah. And that moving to the website is so important. Correct. I understand. So I've got one big question coming up here, but I want to make sure that everybody uh, who is enjoying uh, our show, who wants an encore, can connect with you, David. Where do you send folks to connect with you personally or with Warshawski, the uh, the agency? So agency is easy. Our URL is thewagency.com. Go check us out. I'm David Warshawski. You'd be delighted to link in with people. Love to share ideas. Love to answer questions when you've got them. And last but not least, my email address, I'm happy to receive emails, is dw at warshawski.com. And that's spelled W-A-R-S as in Sam, C-H-A-W-S as in Sam, K-I.com. Excellent. Uh, all right. So, David, let's let's blow some minds. Let's really turn the tables. Uh, I feel That's right. I feel like you've already done this maybe, but because uh, this whole idea of knocking down silos again is kind of mind-blowing uh, in today's world. But let's think about this. Is there anything you've learned over the years or advice that you have heard or given that seems counterintuitive at first, but when somebody implements it, has a massive impact? Are you talking purely in marketing or business or just overall? Anywhere your mind goes, my friend. I want to I want to have some fun with this one. I would say something that I've personally learned is you can never be too kind or too caring. And it always pays dividends in business. As long as it's genuine. Obviously, if you're just putting it on, that'll be perceived by the people. But the more kindness you put out into the world and the more kindness you put in with the people you're mentoring in your team the more hopefully they appreciate and love you and give back and vice versa with the clients, the more you put into it where you show them the kindness and the care and the personal attention, the more people value that relationship and it stops being a transactional relationship. So So be kind kind and be warm and be interested in other people. I like that. It doesn't have to be cutthroat. It sounds like you can be kind. Um, And I I like that your caveat was it has to be genuine because people have BS meters 
really strong nowadays, it seems like. So it's got to be real. Yeah. Excellent. David, thank you so much for being a part of Agency Rockstars. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you and the Warshawski Agency and all the work you're doing, man. Appreciate it. Real pleasure hanging out with you. Have a wonderful afternoon. Thanks for listening to the Agency Rockstars podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone shared to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.